In this week's episode, Inquisitor Aura and Seraphita talk about the recent developer update, monarchy, leadership changes, dragons, and what could have caused almost 10 million people to try out a new game. Welcome to the Dalaran Academy podcast. Join your hosts, Seraphita and Inquisitor Aura, as they talk about the world of Warcraft. This show is part of the D20 Crit Network. For more information about our shows, check out d20crit.com. Now, if you quiver at spoilers or bubble hearth at NSFW language, then you are not prepared for Dalaran Academy. Long live the king. Long all hail king Anwin. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> I hate you. Hey, it's not my fault. Well, I mean, I okay. Let's let's be realistic here. <laughs> it has been years since Deathwing took a flaming shit on the park in Stormwind. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about time they got it fixed, and I've seen footage of it from the alpha. Now the beta. Now the beta, which I still am not in. Blizzard. Oh, it just started. I don't care. I want it in. Um... But, and I got to see footage from it, and it looks really nice. I mean, you know, they didn't, like, they built on what was left, basically. Yeah. You know, nice little concentric circles with some trees and some grass and, you know, some stuff. And and right, like, the heads, like, the, the big, the big part of what is in Stormwind's new park is King Varian's tomb. Yep. So, it's kind of a surprise that they didn't put him next to his wife, honestly. You know, I was thinking that, and I was like, why didn't they bury him or entomb him next to Tiffin? I mean, mm-hmm. she's got her, her own special little place in, in the She graveyard. has, like, her own little monument, so. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess, I guess it makes sense that, you know, they put the new park in, and then they put Varian's tomb there, but, I mean, it, it's like, holy crap, guys, we weren't sure... Yeah. This was going to actually be a thing because, but now. But I mean, at the same time, would it really make sense for them to fake uh, Monarch's death again? I mean, you know, we already had Vol'jin's disappearance and then presumed death. And now it's pretty much confirmed that both he and Varian are dead. Right. But I mean, we've only got like concrete confirmation on Varian. I mean, he has a tomb now. He's right. in there. We oh, no, Vol'jin has an urn. Oh, does he? Because I yeah. haven't seen anything coming out of Orgrimmar anytime soon. So yep. I wasn't sure if he was, if there was actually a body. Yes, or uh, he has an urn. A thing. So, so that is a thing. But we don't know. We know that, that Varian dies on the Broken Isles. Right. Where the hell does Vol'jin get knocked off? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know all the details. Like, I just have heard that it's very anticlimactic and that's it and he has an urn <laughs> well i mean it's like he, you put him in charge for an expansion and then you kill him i mean he didn't literally didn't even have a chance to do anything yeah i mean i would personally this is gonna sound really fucked up it's just so you just warning you now i would mm-hmm. personally have preferred that been thrall that would have felt more impactful to me than vol'jin because regardless of a vol'jin being the current quote-unquote leader, speaker for the Horde, Thrall was, let's regard, let's, let's be realistic here, regardless of whether or not you liked Green Jesus, he, <laughs> he very much for a very long time was the heart and soul of what it meant to be Horde. It's true, but he turned his back on the Horde. Garrosh did have that right. He turned his back on the Horde, and, you know, he's been part of, um the earthen ring which unfortunately we know he is no longer part of really yeah but at the same time you can kind of understand that he's he's done he was well he's no longer part of the earthen ring because of what he did to garrosh yeah and he was done he's done man he's he's just well he didn't want to be the war chief anymore and i mean i can't really say that i blame him he wanted to have a life he wanted to have a family he got that, admittedly. He did kind of turn his back on the Horde, but not all that notwithstanding, his expulsion from the Earthen Ring because of using the elements to, to kill Garrosh. Well, the, he was expelled from the Earthen Ring because the 
um, elements no longer speak to him. Yeah, because he used them for personal gain. Yeah, personal gain. gain. Even so, even so, at the same time, I still think Thrall dying would have been much more impactful. Because, I mean, you can look at it this way. You go, because Varian was killed on the Broken Isles. We know this. We know this. Thrall, we know, can't is not going to be able to speak to the elements after until after some serious soul searching and you know begging for forgiveness and whatnot, and thus has lost the use of the doom hammer. Wouldn't it make sense to just? I mean, it's like it's like two birds with one stone. It's like you you're killing someone off to get the weapon, like you're doing with Tyrion Fordring, and you're killing off somebody who was once a very powerful and strong leader of the Horde. And I mean, like I said, regardless of whether yeah. or not you liked Green Jesus, he he was extraordinarily impactful yeah. to the Horde's creation, and he was their heart and soul for a very, very long time. So taking Vol'jin out's just kind of like, eh. They had to do something to put Sylvanas in power, although... It's kind of a slight to Bane that they didn't choose him. I know I said before that, you know, he's still settling into his leadership role, but Bane and Vol'jin were also very close. Yeah, they were. The two of them wanted to ally together against Garrosh. So it's very much a slight to him that he went with Sylvanas, unless it's because there's something we don't know yet. I know, I'm about to say, five bucks, calling this now. Five bucks says Sylvanas dies. She meets whatever fate it is that is coming for her on the Broken Isles, and then Bane is there to pick up the pieces. I don't think she's going to die that early in the expansion. Oh, no, no, this isn't going to be till like, late, late Legion. This isn't going to be immediate. She's going to be the front runner for pretty much the entirety of the expansion until, like, literally the last patch. And then she's going to meet this this fate, or Gen's going to get her, or something's going to happen. She, she's going to die. And then that leaves Bane to step up into that vacuum, because I know a lot of people were unhappy with Vol'jin being selected as the next Speaker of the yeah. Lord. When a lot of people were, but honestly, at the time, he was the best choice that they had. He was. I mean, the, the trolls... Let's not let's not let's be real here. You don't go to the trolls when you need allies. You go to the trolls when you want to fucking win a fight. Yeah. And Vol'jin very much was like that. That being said, Bane, in spite of recent events, would have been more along the lines of what a united horde right. probably would have preferred. Yeah. So I mean, although I'm not sure that the Blood Elves would have followed. But Lorthamar definitely would not make a good leader of the Horde. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think Lorthamar has a, a very, that being said, I think he has a very good head on his shoulders and even to a point would understand, okay, Tarin, they, they tend to value peace. Trolls tend to value fucking things up and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and you're right, Vol'jin was, was good. For the time, but now times are different. For a troll, Vol'jin was actually very in favor of peace. He was. He was very in favor of Thrall's peace, though. Yeah. So, I mean, him and Thrall were down like four flat tires. Fist bump all all the way. (laughs) But, so it looks like Vol'jin is dead, even if we haven't seen any video yeah, we out. don't know the details of it yet, but he is dead. He is, in fact, dead. Sylvanas is leading the charge to the Broken Isles. I think that's not her primary goal. I think her primary goal is to find her sister. But... Uh, Alaria, yeah. And we know that Varisa is obviously going to be looking for Alaria as well. Yep. We, oh, for sure. For sure. But there it is. And now we're here in beta. Or, yep. yeah, in the beta, like now. Yeah, beta started about four hours ago. Yeah. I've already logged in and made a character, so I made sure I got my name. I was about to say, they, they wiped. Like, they wiped Yeah, everything. they wiped everything. Um, back to the beginning. You have to choose a pre-made level 100 character now. Um, they're not offering max level characters yet. I'm sure they will at some point. 
And of course, you'll be able to copy your character later on as well. Yeah. So there's that. So have fun in that. Have this fun. is going to be a really long beta. And they've only sent out one wave of invites. They said that there will be more in the coming weeks. So my guess is until sometime, probably mid-June. So about a month, um, we're going to be getting the invites for the next month or so. Oh, there's there's going to be beta invites on the hot on the heels of the Warcraft movie. Yeah. And Guaranteed. I imagine that the beta is going to be until probably early to mid-August, which is going to give us a three-month beta. Yeah, yeah, easily. They're going to... Oh, when did they shut down? They shut down the uh, Warlords beta probably, what, two weeks before? Yeah, about two weeks. Two to two and a half weeks before the game goes live is usually when they shut down the beta. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the pre-patch is generally about four weeks before... Right. The launch, so we have that to look forward to, but we'll see what all happens with that. So speaking of of, of Warcraft, I know that they just had the dev stream. Yes, um, it was an interview between Jesse Cox and Watcher Dev. I watched it. I'm not sure if you did or not. I, I saw parts of it. I sat and watched the whole thing. It was actually a really good stream. We did get some answers to some questions and a lot of things that weren't in the alpha because I know that they did an entirely new build between the alpha going down and bringing it back up into beta. Yeah. They probably did that. They probably transferred it over to the servers too because, of course, beta means more people. Yeah. There's only two servers right now, server one and server three, but of course we will get more Yeah, as time goes. So uh, one of some of the things that they talked about was they definitely acknowledged that there were some issues some issues in warlords in warlords some and that they are actively working to make things better which is you know like blizzard it's it's still gonna be like a 14 month (laughs) patch but you know this is like you're getting to the point where this is gonna be like it yeah. You need to stop this. Stop these yeah. shenanigans. <laughs> well, they're working to make things better, especially for people who aren't boosting their characters. They're making lower level zones more relevant to the storyline again and easier or better to level through. So basically, like, if you do a couple of dungeons instead of some zones, you know, you're not going to be completely lost as to where to go from then on. And there's still going to be things that you can do in the meantime. And because we know that uh, the starting zones really haven't been updated all that much since, At all. I want to say, Cataclysm. Yeah, I mean, Cataclysm was the last time you got a serious upgrade to the beginning zones. And that wasn't even a serious upgrade to the beginning zones. It was more like now the trolls Although, have their own. Well, no not just that. that, but in Silver Pine Forest, I think it was... Um, you know, Garrosh runs into Sylvanas, and he has some nasty words with her. Well, I mean, yeah. I've, I That's not really, I mean, I guess, that's not really a starter zone, I guess. But well, I, I consider I, it to be one of the starter zones because it is a much lower level, you know, vanilla zone. Yeah, but I have played through that zone, and I agree. It's like Garrosh shows up and basically calls Sylvanas a bitch, which she is, let's be real. <laughs> um, but it's like, this is before... This, I mean, Garrosh's, his response to what Sylvanas was doing in Silver Pine Forest was predictable. Yeah. I mean, let's be realistic here. She was kidnapping un, un, unafflicted Gilneans and then killing them and then raising them. That's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of shiesty. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. So I got no justification for that. I love Sylvanas, but I have no justification. There is no justification for that. She's just do what she's doing. She what does she some shitty to. stuff. I love her, but she does some shitty stuff. Yeah, she's doing what she thinks she has to do to ensure the survival of the Forsaken. Exactly. An admittedly, basically, immortal race of undead people. Yeah. Well, because. Their bodies are de- decaying and they're dying off faster than they can be recreated. And the Valkyrie can only do so much because they're no longer using the plague. Well, aren't the Valkyries also, like, bound to Sylvanas? Yes. So it's like Sylvanas dies, there goes the Valkyries. Yeah. And, I mean, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, the undead, the Forsaken have been dying in, you know, all of the, the wars on Azeroth. So it's that on top of the decay. But, you know, feasibly, with good, apparently with good hygiene, the, the Forsaken can actually stave off most of that decay. So, like, bathe. That's cool. Um, they can yeah, but I imagine the water right. might cause some issues. Eh. They've got apothecaries for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Functionally, they... yes, um, lower level zones are going to become more relevant to the storyline and easier and better to level through. I don't think this is... Well, we know that there's going to be an XP squish. Yes, there's always Again. <laughs> an XP squish pre, right. pre-expansion. So it's, that's just a thing that happens. We expect it. Yeah. Can we? Can we? Can they not touch Hills Breadfoot Hills though? Cause I have no idea. Like, like I don't know if they're gonna or not. Cause like seriously, that's some of the best level up questing I've ever done, ever. With the sitting on the horse and being the quest giver with Johnny Awesome and Orcus and and it's been a really long time since I've been through there. So. Oh God, you should play it again. Just just. But for I'm already this funny leveling factor. a horde character. I don't want to level an alliance one too. It's only like level twenty. That's like easy. You get your well, I don't want to do like it. Ten minutes. Do it. <laughs> nope. Don't nope. want to do it. Nope. Don't want to do it. So we're not getting any more cinematics. Not in game cinematics, right? Till right. Live. We're not going to get them during beta. Sorry, guys. Uh, three of them, at least I know for certain, are for demon hunters. Taryn Gregory and the cinematics team are really awesome they do beautiful work for the cinematics i'm really excited to see these like i really want to see what the demon hunters ones are oh yeah because it's going to be like all their starting quest stuff like yeah going to mardoom leaving mardoom and going back to black temple and finding out that illidan's already been killed and then it's going to prison and then escaping from prison or something like that most likely so that's going to be awesome I, I'm so waiting. I'm waiting for Demon Hunters. I can't. And tell you, you're right. Taryn Gregory just does an amazing job with the cinematics. Yeah. Well, the entire team does. Like, yeah. the entire cinematics team does a really amazing job. He's just kind of the overlord. He's just kind of the overlord. <laughs> he, he has his own NPC in Stormwind. I'm just saying. So does his wife, Diva. Yep. She's standing right next to him, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. Yes, she I was is. making sure that was her. I yeah. was pretty sure that was her. Um, the legacy weapons... Um, you can customize them. Are going to be customizable, which is awesome. Yeah. So not everyone, you know, is going to have the exact same one. They're going to be different colors. Um, they'll have, well, we already know that they're going to have different cover- colors and look slightly different depending on what level you, you know, take it to or whatever it is. I didn't pay that much attention to this part of the... Right. Well, I mean, it's like... <laughs> You know, you get certain amount of points, and then, like, depending on what you decide to do, will get you this particular skin or this particular right. color or whatever. I mean, PvP is going to have its own. PvE is going to have its own. Questing and dungeoning and blah, 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 blah. Stuff like that. But at the same time, you can transmog the weapon to look like something else if you don't want to have a weapon that looks like everybody else's. Yes, so, like me, I'm actually pretty happy with how the Fire Mage uh, legacy weapon looks like. But at the same time, I really love the staff that I have that matches my tier 5 for my mage. So I am going to be transmogging it to look like that staff again because I like it matching my armor and I don't feel like changing my transmog. But Fire Mage, get a sword. Uh, with an offhand. You can transmog it. Oh, I can believe. you? Because yeah. I don't, as, right now, you can't transmog a one-handed weapon to look like a two-handed yeah, weapon. Yeah, I believe in Legion you will be able to, but I mean, even if I can't, I'll find another one-hand. <laughs> another one-handed weapon, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm interested in the fact that they decided to give the Fire Mages a sword, whereas so many other spellcasters got a staff, which is usually Well, it makes sense anyways. because Kael'thas was a Fire Mage, and it's his sword. Well, Kalthos was clearly too cool for a staff, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it was a family heirloom. So well, pfft, it's Kale. <laughs> He's not exactly the model of a good mage. <laughs> to be real, <laughs> no, he wasn't. Nah, no, no, no. I mean, we don't really have any very many models for good mages at this point in time. Cadgar, no, not even him. He's just, he's just him. All right, yeah. so. Dungeons. Yeah, we're going to be getting Mythic Plus dungeons with keystones. Much like Diablo Rifts, you can get keystones to level up your Mythic dungeons to get better gear. 
they will be ready from the onset. Um, although I'm hoping that they don't just release all eight dungeons at once and go, here you go, that's it. Yeah, I know. That was kind of, it's like, I really liked what they did in ICC. Like, let's yeah. Like, like I, I really liked that too. I loved the three that, you know, were really heavy into the storyline leading you up to that raid. Right. It's like, and now we're going into ICC, but oh, hey, look at all this crazy shit that's in here. What the hell is going on? Yeah, a lot more storyline. A lot more storyline. And they were hard, too. Oh my gosh, yeah, I remember how hard they were. And so the Mythic Plus dungeons will be changing up week to week for challenges. Uh, Right now it goes up to eight levels, and they are talking about making it up to (laughs) ten. With up to two challenges showing up each week. um, Starting at level four, which will have one challenge. And... Level 5 will have one challenge, but level 6, 7, and 8 or higher will have both challenges. Yeah. They will be semi-timed, similar to challenge modes, but, you know, better times will grant better keystones. Although, the challenges will prevent you from just brute forcing through everything. Yeah, so it's gonna, they're gonna be challenges like everybody in the party takes, like, loses health over time. Regardless of whether or not they're actually being hit by mobs. Right. Or, like, things are going to, like, explode when they die. And so you can't stand next to dead bodies or they're going to blow up and take you with them. Yep. Things like that. Like, they're, 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 they're dudes. You're, like you said, they're bringing a lot of, like, the Greater Rift mentality from Diablo into these dungeons. And it's going to make them replayable. That's, like, the important part. Is that these dungeons, which I hope they don't just say, here, have some dungeons you're not getting anymore and that's it. Um... You'll be able to actually keep going back and getting a different experience every time you decide to do these dungeons. And then, like, different... I don't know... I didn't really see this part, but I remember this from BlizzCon last year. They said that, like, it... The the affixes, like, the, the challenges for the dungeon are going to be affixed to the keystones? Um, I didn't remember hearing anything about that, but they might be. It wouldn't make... Uh, that way, it's like... I well, think the challenges are going to change week to week, like oh, I said, but... Okay. Um, level four will introduce the first challenge, and then level six will introduce the second challenge. Because it was like, I think the idea was that initially, I don't think, I don't know if this is the case anymore, that if, like, I had a keystone and you had a keystone, our keystones could be different, that way I could, we could do, I could put my keystone in and we can do the, everybody slowly taking damage thing but then we could leave the dungeon after we finish that and then we could put your keystone in and i don't think that's how it's going to work anymore um i think it's just going to be you know one challenge or two challenges every week and everybody gets the same challenges okay so that's very much going to be like um what overwatch is doing with their special yeah thing where it's like everybody's alts charge faster or something like that Okay, that's cool. I get that. With world quests and dailies, um, they're leaving behind the model of if you don't keep up with dailies, you're going to fall behind. Oh, thank God. I'm so happy. (laughs) So happy with this. Um, With world quests, there's going to be a much larger variety, so it's not going to be pretty much do it, rinse, and repeat day in and day out. They admitted, yes, of course, there obviously will be some repeats, but they're hoping to have a much larger variety available. Well, that's good. Yeah, and there's going to be more lore involved in questing again. Finally. It's basically yes. going back and doing a little slight rework. Yeah. Getting all that in. They admitted they lost sight of the story in questing in Warlords. Well, they lost sight of a lot of things in Warlords, I mean. <laughs> but yeah, like it was like there was almost no lore in questing aside from like the very end of um, Nagrant. Yeah, I mean, it was just... You know, Injustice for Thrall. Like, that was it. That was the only lore that I really saw in the entire questing. Yeah, for most of the rest of it, it's just kind of setting up your camp and then doing mindless stuff to level out of the zone. Yep. Pretty much it. My only question is, is there going to be a poop quest? I have no idea. Because there's always a poop quest. (laughs) But a really, really good quote from Watcher Dev was, Story matters. Context matters not just gameplay especially in an rpg yes so all of you people don't 
who play WoW and somehow <laughs> managed to miss out on the entire story. Or who don't far. care about it. Guess what? Guess what? It is a major part in how they actually do quest design, game design, so on and so forth. So go stop pretending there's not a story there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so happy that they're leaving behind the model of, uh, you know, if you don't keep up with dailies, you're going to fall behind. Like, I'm so happy that's going to be gone from well, the mean, game. They went from, let's, let's, let's follow the path of the dailies. Dailies started to, in BC. Started in the Burning Crusade. Used to be you could only do 10 dailies right. per day. And you so had you to, had to be really careful about which ones you chose because there were a lot of them. There were a lot of them, and you had to pick, basically had to pick your faction. That's what yeah. most people did. They picked the one faction they were working on, and they just did those ten until they were finished, and then they moved on to the next faction. Well, what my guildmates and I would do is we would group up to do them, and we would rotate. We would do different ones every day. Yeah. See, that, that, that way it's always different. Yep. Wrath of the Lich King... They they by by the end of the Burning Crusade they bumped that to twenty five dailies per day. I don't remember why. Um, but they did. So it was easier for people to get gold and rep, and because you know it was going to be obsolete and Burning and yeah Lich King anyway. Yeah, so. they Wrath of the Lich King they removed that cap, so you could right. just do the dailies. But then there were so many dailies that needed to be done that eventually, I mean, there's just dailies for everything. It was the same, and it was the worst. It was by far the worst in Mesa Pandaria. Holy crap. Like, you had to do your Golden Lotus dailies, and you had to do your Shadow Pan dailies, and you had to do your Gus Celestial dailies, and you had to do yep. your Horde dailies, and your Alliance dailies, and, like, you were literally doing dailies. All you did was dailies. For hours. And yeah. you had to do them because you needed to get, like, the patterns. Like the jewel crafting and leatherworking and claw and tailoring patterns, so that you could actually get into raids and actually get the gem cuts that you needed. On top of, you know, having to be exalted with X faction, so that you could, like, you needed to get exalted with Order of the Cloud Serpent to buy a Cloud Serpent. And it's like, and that literally did nothing else for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, so many damn dailies. Eventually, something had to give. Yeah. They they toned that back in Warlords of Draenor, but you still had your dailies. Yeah. You had an entire zone of them. You had an entire zone of dailies. Which didn't even come until late game. Yeah. An entire zone. Well, I mean, that was when the whole flying thing happened, and it's like, okay, right. well, we, we're going to give it to you, but we're going to lock it behind an achievement that requires you to do these dailies to get to... I bring- mean... They're locking flying behind an achievement again, but they're going to make it startable, at least from launch. Right. And I mean, there's inevitably going to be more dailies and more reps you're going to need to get up to get to it, but you'll be able to start on it from the get-go, so there's always that. Yeah, it's going to make it a lot easier, so hopefully by the time, um, you know, flying does come around people will actually be able to get it almost immediately. Maybe not immediately, but, you know, it'll be a lot easier because, oh, hey, guess what? You have half or maybe even two-thirds of the achievements done for it already. Yeah. So there's that. And I mean, and they and they said that they're going to they're gonna give you a, a wider variety because I don't know about anyone else, but in Tanan Jungle, it felt like I was doing the same daily over and over you pretty and much over did. and over again. I know that I would always go to the Iron Front whenever it wasn't one of my dailies to do it as um, a bonus. Yeah. Because it was always the easiest one to get done. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. I'm okay with dailies. I'm okay with the presence of dailies. I'm just, I'm happy now that they're changing them up a little bit. Yeah. So that doesn't, so that it's not necessary. I mean, if you do it, it'll give you a bonus, but if you don't keep up and you fall, you're not going to fall behind. I'm so, so glad they're doing it like that. I can't, I can't even imagine what it would be like if they did it, they they, they didn't change the dailies model. Yeah. Like having a whole zone for dailies doesn't bother me at all. Like, I think it's actually a really good thing. I really enjoyed Molten Front. Um, I enjoyed, you know, that, like, half of Hajal was 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't really do any of that, so that's... I did. I didn't. I didn't like it. I, did, I didn't like the whole, like... I got, like, the mol- I got, like, the molten front, because it's not, like, a questing zone. I mean, Tanan really wasn't a questing zone either, but it was literally a zone full of nothing but dailies. Right. It's like, there was, like, and rare elites, which were heavily, 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 heavily farmed. Mm-hmm. Even now, still, heavily farmed. Yeah. So, I'm glad they're, they're stepping away from all of that craziness, because I don't, I don't really feel like dealing with it anymore at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Um, so... I know we both originally thought that this was supposed to be Deathwing. Yeah. In Heroes. Yeah. And it turns out we were And both... then I thought maybe it was Terracosa after the second um, release, but then I realized, no, it's probably a second character. Yeah. The, and then they come out after, in case, and it, it's Chromie. It's Chromie. Okay. And I mean, I honestly did not expect it to be Chromie. A lot of people thought it was Chromie from the beginning. Because, I mean, you see, for anybody who's not on board, we're talking about Heroes of the Storm now. Um, <laughs> everybody who saw the the thing, I mean, Chromie, you never see Chromie take her take her true shape. And we all know Chromie is, is a bronze dragon. Right, and I've never seen a bronze dragon who has horns. Outside of Ms. Dormu, really, right? He's well, pretty no, much... he has spikes more than horns, really. That's uh, true. They all do. Like, all of the bronze dragonflight. So it's just... But, I mean, if you look at her humanoid shape with the huge buns, the Princess Leia buns, yeah. um, it does make sense. But it's like, we never saw we never saw Chromie in her dragon form, so, I mean, I guess this kind of fulfills two of the requirements, two of the things that people were asking for the most out of Heroes. They wanted a dragon, and yep. they wanted a gnome. <laughs> so let's give you a dragon gnome. <laughs> yeah. So, Chromie is due. She's going to drop on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's already in the PTR, and apparently she is... Incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful, like, mega... She gets all of her abilities a level before everyone else because <laughs> she is a time dragon. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. Including her heroics. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I see a lot of Chromie bands coming in for... Uh, upcoming tournaments and things. Oh, God, yeah. She's just, she, apparently she just does a boatload of damage. Like, yeah. her sand bolt thingy. Yeah, especially since one of her abilities, um, you don't even know where it's going to land. Oh, God, yeah, that's right, her her dragon's thing. Yeah. It's like, she summons her, her, her an image of her true self, and it's like, you can see her casting it, but you don't get a targeting reticule on the ground, so right. you have no idea where it's going to land. So it could, like, she could be, like, in the middle of, of a group of people. She has the Sands of Time one. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but with that one, it's, like, the longer... It doesn't have an expiration time until she pulls it off. Right. And so what? the longer it's down, the more Oh, it no, no, slows. you mean her, um, the sand one, right? The big sand Yeah, pit? I said the Sands of Time. Um, that the actually one. drains her mana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So until her mana drains or she cancels it, it's down. Yes. It's just, that's a little ridiculous. Well, I mean, it depends on how fast it drains your mana, I guess. Because if it's like a really serious drain, then she's not going to want to keep it down for very long. Well, obviously, yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be, that's like, that one's definitely better than her other one, which is like temporal loop. Like she puts it on a person and it like zaps them back to where they were. That's. That's some that's some straight finesse play right there that I don't I don't even know if a lot of pros are gonna go with that because I don't honestly, think it'll be very viable in a lot of maps. Right, because I mean area denial is so much more powerful and slows. Mm-hmm. I mean slows. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> slows in the meta for heroes right now are just king. Slows and stuns. If you've got one of those, you are you are square. You are good. You are getting picked. Yep. So there's that. So Chromie's already in the PTR with her new skins and and her and mounts. Like, all that stuff is coming. Yeah. Um, there's two mounts just for ranked play. Uh, Elemental Wolves. And there is a demonic billy goat who kind of looks cute. Yeah, he's kind of cute. 
It is. Yeah, I'm not too impressed with the other skins that they're releasing. Like, I knew that the Widowmaker skin was coming for Nova. We all knew that. We saw a preview of it in the Tracer release video. Yeah, I mean, we saw that. See, that's what I wasn't sure if that was, like, if that was going to be a skin Um, or... They actually did acknowledge that Widowmaker would not be coming to Heroes because her play would be too similar to To Nova's. uh, Nova. So putting her in as a skin is what we got instead. Okay. See, that makes sense. Um, I have a feeling they're going to basically do the same thing with Roadhog and just make a Roadhog. Yeah, make a Roadhog skin for Stitches. Maybe. Because, I mean, I played a lot of the Overwatch open beta and he's basically Stitches. I mean, he's basically Stitches. (laughs) There's no gift answer, but he has the hook. Yeah. Ta da! (laughs) Yeah, there are going to be two mounts just for ranked play. Um, there's the Demonic Billy Goat. There's a bunch of new skins coming. We're also getting Medivh fairly soon. Oh, Medivh. I imagine it's going to coincide with the movie release. Yeah, you know what? That's what I was thinking, too. And I know a lot of people who look, looked at Medivh's abilities are like, this dude is going to be broke as fuck. Yeah, they um, have said on Twitter that they're going more profit Medivh than Mage. Oh, okay. For his abilities and his builds, so. Well, I mean, it's like you were look. You look at his abilities. I mean, he's he's building a dark portal, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's not what they called it. I think they just called it <laughs> portal. But I mean, really, it's the the visual is there. It looks like a damn dark portal, which is awesome. Awesome, by the way. Um, it's like, and he's got, like, the flying polymorph bomb. Like, that's one of his two ultimates. The sheepy. <laughs> the flying sheepy. The one Pop- that he did to Arthas in the video. It's a, it's seriously. That was perfect. It's like, because it's like, it's a flying pol. It's like, he turns you into a flying sheepy, and you have big fly sheepy ring around you, right? Um, and when somebody else on the enemy team is in that ring, when mm-hmm. the polymorph bomb ex- goes off on the first person it transfers to the second person so like you can feasibly like chain polymorph people as long as they keep passing it around amongst each other that is hilarious i don't think it's gonna get picked yeah but it's hilarious i mean and he's got like and like an arcane wave that like traps people and midi's gonna be so broken but his master skin is so amazing looking yeah that's that's still I'm still kind of upset that I saw the polymorph sheepy and I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be Millhouse Manastorm so bad. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense to have it be Medivh. It makes, uh, once I saw, you know, what they were doing, it makes a lot more sense for it to be Medivh because I kind of imagine Millhouse Manastorm is just a sheer blaster. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. He's just going to, like, shoot magic arcane missiles at, like, everything and that'll be it. But with that, I mean, so we've got those two heroes coming up. And, of course, Chromium and Medivh are from the Warcraft universe. And we're predicting Medivh's dropping about the same time as the movie. Mm-hmm. Around movie time-ish. Yeah. Um, people are starting to speculate now that we've got Tracer in the game. And now that we've got a Widowmaker skin coming for Nova, when we're going to start seeing some more Overwatch heroes. Um, Probably in during the summer coming in because i know there's a distinct lack of supports yeah there's a i imagine we'll get mercy yeah i don't know about that her on spot res might throw the meta too far off for heroes her Maybe, ability yeah. to power res people that would literally yeah. change that would change there would be not a comp out there who would not take mercy it's true it's very true um I see a lot of people talking about Reinhardt. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And Junkrat? Eh, I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a Junkrat person, me myself. But and Lucio, I'm seeing a lot of talk. About I can those definitely three. see Lucio. I'm seeing a lot of talks about those three in particular. I'm also seeing a lot of people complaining because there are no, there are still not a lot of StarCraft heroes. Yeah, but there's not a lot of choices for yeah, StarCraft heroes. Let's be honest here. Because people are like, oh, there's more Warcraft heroes. Why are there more Warcraft heroes? Because like, there's more characters to choose from. Because literally, look at all the characters we we haven't even touched on yet. Yeah. I mean, we're just now starting to get 
medieval and dragons in here, okay? I mean, we're not even talking about people wanting, like, Deathwing yeah. to be a thing. And, I mean, Diablo, we, we where's Malthiel? He's coming. I know he is. I feel it in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a horse in the Nexus already. Yeah. His he's, horse is one, already there. He's already there. So we're one step away from having the angel, the Archangel of Death himself. Exactly. And I'm sure that we'll see some of the other Archangels as well. I mean, potential StarCraft heroes? I mean, the only thing I can think of is a Spectre. Yeah. And I mean, they're basically kind of, they're kind of like ghosts, right? I have no idea. Whatever. People talking about wanting the adjutant in there. <laughs> that would be pretty nifty. You have to go... The I don't Carbot. know how it would work, but it would be nifty. Carbot put out another what it'd be cool if video like he did for Deckard Kane. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> the Kane one was beautiful. <laughs> they just did one. They just came out with one for the adjutant from StarCraft 2, and it's pretty... It's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. So there's that. Um, oh, and Rank Play. Yeah, finally... um, Rank Play is getting revamped. They're finally ending the season soon. The season. Yeah, the preseason. The pre- I think this is preseason. Yeah. So I'm never going to get ranked. It's fine. I'll I don't it. even care about ranked, honestly. <laughs> and this week's free hero rotation is Lily, ETC, Jaina, Butcher, Gaslo, Lieutenant Morales. And if you are level 5 or above, you get Diablo. 7 and above is Illidan. 12 and above is Greymane. And 15 and above is Dehaka. Dehaka. <laughs> So there's that. There's your heroes. I'm, I, I need to get back into playing. Heroes, and then yeah. there is also the sale this week. I didn't really see who was on there other than Sylvanas for I 50% off. I didn't see who was on there. I know they've got, they get new bundles every week. I right. know that uh, Lily's got a new skin that's so just perfect. It's the Shadow yeah. Paw. Lily. Oh, yeah, the Shadow Paw. Yeah, which is awesome. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's like she's a little ninja. Yeah. But it's like, you look at her and it's like, she's got the little, three little marks on her cheeks now, like Naruto. Yep. Very Naruto. <laughs> I was like, Just yeah. Give her a cup of bowl of ramen. <laughs> Instead of a th- uh, jar of a thousand cups or something like that, it's a thousand bowls of ramen. <laughs> yes. Which would have been perfect. Um, <laughs> Blizzard, I need this. Um, so... Uh, Overwatch. I know you didn't get a lot of a chance to play Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> it's the problem with being self-employed and like this happening just as my busy season is starting. But the beta is down. It is gone. It is Overwatch is on Rest in down. peace, beta. Um, and the game were, goes live on the twenty fourth, though. So yep. never fear. And there were nine point four million people playing the open beta. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. That is like. I saw that, and they said it was amazing, and then they showed a picture of May, um, which was cool. But that's a lot of people. I mean, lots of people on Reddit Overwatch's page weren't even going to buy the game, okay? But then they played the beta, and they're like, oh I, my can't, God. <laughs> I can't, I need this in my life. Like, how am I supposed to survive? I need the, the shiny. <laughs> they're like, I don't know how I'm supposed to survive until this game comes out. Yeah, a lot of people are feeling that way. Because this Overwatch is going to be huge. I mean, they're already talking esports. They've already got teams. Yeah, I was going to say, Cloud9 already has a team. They've already got teams. <laughs> like, which there is are crazy. a lot of teams already for it. Well, I mean, it's crazy because it's like, I'm trying to think. I mean, I can see how this is supposed to work, but it's like Overwatch is, is a type of game where you're supposed to change players based right. on what you need. And I know a lot of people who just don't fucking get that they're like i want to play tracer and that's it well you know it also depends on team dynamic and team communication and map and everything just like heroes does yeah but unfortunately with heroes you can't change characters in the middle of your game (laughs) Um, but you know it's all about team communication with games especially like this especially now and that's what a lot of people are going to have to learn about overwatch yeah, it's very... Because you have to think about what's best for your team comp and maybe not necessarily what you want to play personally. Right. And, I mean, it's... it's Honestly, it's helpful to be able to, to be familiar with all of the players and all of the characters and all of their skills because you never know what you're going to need. Like, I'm sorry, 
But there are some players, there's some that you just should not be attacking with. Okay, mm-hmm. just a thing. It's just a thing. They're better for defense. Like Bastion and Torbjorn. My God, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. Um, I'm just not. It's it's totally not worth it. But it's like, don't get set into the idea that you need to play just one person in Overwatch. If mm-hmm. you are up against a comp that is doing a shitload of damage, because they've got like two Reapers and three Tracers or whatever, um, don't be afraid to play an extra support. That being said, for the love of God, don't everybody play the goddamn damage dealers. Yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I love playing support. I love playing support. I happily play support until my I am blue in the face. Every once in a while, though, I want to be able to play Reaper. Or mm-hmm. Reaper's really kind of the only, uh, only one I'm good on, so let's let's be real. Um, it's it's gonna it's a great it's gonna be such a great game. I'm so I'm just I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm not really into first person shooters, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I wasn't really either, but like I said, there's something about Overwatch that's just I don't know. It's still it a first person clicks. super. It just clicks. It's like I can just run around on Mercy and not shoot anybody if I don't have to. Yeah. Of course, I usually get ganked then, but yep. oh well, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, if you're playing a good Mercy, people are going to come after you. Um, yeah, if you play Mercy in general. Yeah, if you play, well, yeah, if you play supports in general, they're definitely gunning for your ass. Yeah. But, I mean... Overwatch on the 24th, Legion on August 30th, the movie, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, there was an early screening, apparently. Yeah, and they've also said that there's going to be transmog items. Yes, Uh, they have previewed the transmog items. And they look awesome, it's like a sword and a shield for the Alliance and like a staff and an axe for the Horde or something like that. I believe so. I'm not sure how we're going to be able to get them yet, but yeah. That's probably going to, like, there be a code on your movie ticket or something like that. Yeah, or something, you know, on, like, your receipt um, rather than on the ticket itself because most people just toss the tickets. Yeah. I ain't going to toss it. I'll make sure I got what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep all my movie ticket steps in a little thing. In a so. little, little, little collectible thing. Yeah. But it's happening. Oh, it's going to be... I got to see Medivh. Finally. Oh, yeah? Got to see Ben Foster as Medivh. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I saw the four trailers, um, I believe, that are international or for some other country. Um, I was actually really excited because it. one of the scenes was they showed Cadgar, Lothar, and Medivh in Medivh's library. Yeah. And... Oh my god, the library looks exactly like it does in the game. I know! It's like, oh my god, it's Karazhan! Yep. I want to go there! And then, of course, Medivh's throwing Cadgar around like he's a ragdoll. Which yeah. Is, which was awesome, by the way. I was like, oh, hey, look, that's the Guardian. In case yeah. you weren't sure, he's really powerful. Cadgar, why are you mouthing off? <laughs> yeah, Cadgar is, like, freak. I think, actually, Cadgar was freaking out because Lothar followed him there and he wasn't supposed to or something, or they weren't supposed to... He wasn't supposed to know where Medivh was. Where Medivh was. Well, I mean, didn't didn't Medivh and Lothar and them all kind of, like, grow up together? Yes, but... Um, once Medivh came out of his coma, he came, became very reclusive. Yeah, that's true. Built his little tower and kind of just stayed there. Yeah. But, and then the snub. <laughs> Lothar reaching down to help Cadgar up and then and just like, nope. walking away. Nope. Done. <laughs> Reached out. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm still just in awe of how real the orcs look. They look so good. I mean, just the scene of of Orgrim and Duratan, where Orgrim literally throws a rock <laughs> at Duratan's head. And they're Honestly, both just at like, first, laugh. I was like, is this a blooper? Are is we seeing the bloopers? And they, and they both just laugh. Yeah. They're like, fuck you, man. Why are you throwing rocks at my shit? I mean, they look so real. It's like you could count the hairs on Duratan's mm-hmm. arm. Holy crap. I just need to see some wolves and I'll be good. <laughs> uh, I think they have shown wolves in previous. Um, yeah, but trailers. they have, but not like not like up close like that. Yeah. 
So I'm waiting. And then, of course, Grona in Stormwind telling uh, Lothar that orc children have pets that are more ferocious than him. Yeah. I'm still not really sure how I feel about her yet. Um, it has been confirmed she is half human. How, how are they going to explain that? I don't know. Other than the fact that Medivh is her daddy. Like, that's really the only possible way. I mean, that's literally the only possible way. Yeah. If they can explain it well, I'll be okay, but I'm never going to be completely okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and there is very definite, as far as I can tell, romance between her and Lothar, which is really gross, but... <laughs> it makes me angry because it's really unnecessary. It's really, it's kind of unnecessary. It is kind of be, unnecessary? It doesn't need to be a love story and everything, and for God's sakes, just let Garona be awesome. Yeah. Please. Make her look a little bit more orcish, please. Please. Because right now she just looks like a human with green body paint. And teeny itty bitty little, little tusks. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Come before the storm Kickstarter still going strong. We're almost at 18000 for funding. Get there, get there. We are 10 backers away from hitting our 100 backer achievement. Ooh. Yeah. Still looking for people to post photos of food, Murloc drawings... Two more photos of World of Podcasts or Con Before the Storm shirts at Blizzard HQ. And we need 100 tweets mentioning BlizzCon. And uh, a few more tweets from unique backers telling us why they back the party. Do that. You all have yeah. Twitter, right? <laughs> Do the thing. Everybody has Twitter. <laughs> yes. Kickstarter.com slash project slash D20 crit slash Con Before the Storm 2016. Or if you go to Kickstarter.com, just look it up. Con yeah. Before the Storm 2016. Yeah, make sure it's 2016, guys. Yeah, because just 2015 is still there. So don't well, get confused. Past projects always stay up. Yeah. So people can go back and reference them. But yes. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. If you do, give us a thumbs up if you're listening on Stitcher or a five-star rating if you're listening on iTunes and leave a review. We love reviews. We love We reviews. read them. We love them. Yes. And click that subscribe button. So you can hear more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can also find us at our mothership at d20crit.com. More geek and nerdery than you can shake a USB stick at. And we know because we've tried. I do it every week. Someday I shall succeed. (laughs) Someday. So until next week, stay safe, be excellent to each other, and have fun. Bye. Bye. I love the twins.